Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I hope that you enjoy the show that you're about to hear. If you do, I encourage you to click the subscribe button, and you'll continue to get all of my future reviews downloaded to your podcast player of choice, as well as take a listen to some of my past reviews as well. You can also find more of my reviews stemming all the way back to 1996. I've been writing reviews for 20 years now, and you can read all of my reviews at that website, qwipster.net. Today I'm going to be looking at a documentary called Hitchcock Truffaut. It's a film by Kent Jones, and it features not only archival footage of Alfred Hitchcock and Francois Truffaut, of course, but it also features interview segments of filmmakers of today, Martin Scorsese, David Fincher, Wes Anderson, Richard Linklater, James Gray, Peter Bogdanovich, Olivier Asayas, Kiyoshi Kurosawa, Paul Schrader, the film is narrated by Bob Balaban. The narrator is credited as Matthew Amorik for the IMDb page, but the version that I saw definitely displayed Bob Balaban as the narrator. Before I get to the actual review of the film, I'm going to provide you with a little bit of context. Hitchcock slash Truffaut, also known as Cinema According to Hitchcock, is a book that I am very familiar with. It was originally mandatory reading for a film studies class on Alfred Hitchcock that I took when I was in college. Hitchcock, at that time, had been my favorite director, and I was so fascinated by getting this director's commentary from the man himself about the making of many of my all-time favorite movies. I read the entire thing before we even began to discuss it for the first time in class. I still have that book somewhere in a place I've forgotten several moves ago, but I was so influenced by it and so inspired by it that I stumbled across it again at a used bookstore and I bought another copy, even though I already had it. I figured I'd rather have it around to read whenever I'd like instead of wait for however many years would pass in order for me to ultimately stumble across that old copy again when looking through old boxes in the garage. The book itself was originally published in French in 1966. An English translation was issued in 1967, and that's the version that I currently own that I bought at that bookstore. There was a revised edition that was published many years later in 1985 to cover Hitchcock's later films and some of his later correspondences with Francois Truffaut, and that was the version that I bought for college. Uh, that was published shortly before Truffaut's own untimely death at the age of 52. It quickly became an essential book to own for filmmakers, film critics, and cineasts, and still continues to be highly sought after for anyone who considers himself or herself as more than just a passing fan of Alfred Hitchcock's films or of films in general. The book is primarily a chronological discussion of all of Hitchcock's films and the filmmaking process that he employed in making those, with questions by what happens to be my favorite Nouvelle Vague filmmaker, Francois Truffaut. He was a film critic of renown himself shortly before he became a director, and he was also a major fan and a student to some extent of Alfred Hitchcock. We also have all of those questions of Truffaut's answered by Hitchcock himself. The interview that was conducted took place over the course of an entire week in Los Angeles in 1962 as Hitchcock was making The Birds for Universal Studios. 
This film that bears the same name as that book, Hitchcock Truffaut, is part documentary on the genesis and the influence of that book, and also part interview with other famous modern filmmakers who are also fans of that book and of Alfred Hitchcock in general. It's directed by Kent Jones, who is a historian of cinema, who has been building a career making documentaries about classic films and filmmakers, starting with his first film, an interview with Martin Scorsese, and his favorite Italian films called My Voyage to Italy. He also made documentaries on esteemed filmmakers of the 1940s and 1950s like Elia Kazan and Val Luton. In his third film with Kent Jones, Martin Scorsese joins the talking heads to provide context to Alfred Hitchcock's work and also pulls in heavyweights such as David Fincher, Wes Anderson, Richard Linklater, and a host of other great filmmakers to give their take on just what makes Alfred Hitchcock one of the most brilliant and influential filmmakers of all time. This is especially important because, like Truffaut himself would do in his book, this film isn't just a listing of Hitchcock's movies and how great they are. The interviews are with craftsmen in the industry who analyze Hitchcock's films for the stylistic touches that he brought to them. They deconstruct scenes and montages from within several of Hitchcock's movies and tell us how what Hitch did with the camera angles, inserts, and reaction shots either built suspense or highlighted guilt among the characters or just merely engage the audience on a subconscious level through his precision that is often called mathematical in its meticulous attention to specific detail. However, as astute as many of the penetrating observations on Hitchcock and cinema itself are from these leading filmmakers, what distinguishes Hitchcock Truffaut as a documentary is the use of the audio snippets of the actual interviews that took place between Truffaut and Hitchcock, those are completely transfixing in not only the context of their history, but also because of their insider's look at a discussion of two great masters of film discussing what cinema means to them personally, as well as how thoughtful Hitchcock himself would be in his own filmmaking. Once you hear Hitchcock's own voice and how much philosophical thought he would give to each segment of film that he put together to make those movies a unified whole, you will, as an audience member, come to appreciate Hitchcock as an artist of deep and resonant comprehension of his craft. He's far more than just the mere entertainer that so many American critics of his era dismissed him as before Hitchcock Truffaut, the book, was published in 1966. Hitchcock Truffaut is an insightful documentary that works better as a look at an impressive body of work from one of the giants of cinema, with input from some of the best minds in the movie business today, than it is as a documentary about that book or about Francois Truffaut. So if you're into those things, you're going to get a little bit of that, but that's not what the film is all about. Now, it would have been logical for a film called Hitchcock Truffaut to only concentrate on the book itself and its historical and cultural impact, or to only discuss the interactions that occurred between Truffaut and Hitchcock over the years. But, as Hitchcock himself would famously quip, logic is dull. It wouldn't make for scintillating cinema to merely regurgitate snippets from the book for 90 minutes, and... Truffaut's own body of work is certainly worthy of its own documentary, perhaps one done by Kent Jones himself if he so chooses down the road. 
There are many other books and many other films that place far more emphasis on historical facts and figures regarding Alfred Hitchcock's oeuvre, which would be far more comprehensive in trying to give a complete overview, but not Hitchcock Truffaut. This documentary seems to be more about Hitchcock as a creative force. It uses examples, when necessary, to show what those nouvelle vague, those new wave students turned masters of cinema, try to do with articles and books such as this to show that the director is often the auteur of the film and that Hitchcock is the real creator of his movies. Despite the fact that there are so many actors and screenwriters and producers and studio heads who are all involved in every production, it's the director that it has the vision. It's also what it means to make films, which gives the documentary a uniquely introspective quality that a straightforward biography lacks, as those people who are interviewed not only look at how Hitchcock put himself into his own movies, his own inner thoughts and dreams, but also how that same process translates into these other filmmakers' ways of making movies, finding their own voices within the courses of their own work, even work that is radically more free and more improvisational than Hitchcock's micromanagerial approach. If you're a cinephile, the book Hitchcock Truffaut should be an essential addition to your current or future library after you've delved into such spellbinding Hitchcock classics like Vertigo and Psycho. I should mention that this film spoils those two films in particular, so I would say you absolutely must see Psycho and Vertigo beforehand. Now, once you've read the original book from cover to cover, then Kent Jones' tribute-minded film is the next logical extension. It revises the continued influence of Hitchcock's body of work to today's mindset and further joins in on that respectful celebration of an artist that Francois Truffaut kickstarted nearly 50 years ago when he undertook his unprecedented work of the same name. I'm giving Hitchcock Truffaut three and a half stars out of four, and three and a half stars on my scale means I think it is a good movie and definitely well worth seeking out if you are a fan of not only Hitchcock's films, but also of classic cinema in general, and just the general thought of what it means to be an artist in a world that values much more entertainment and getting butts in seats. You can still be both. You can be a great artist and also be wildly popular. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive as this film shows. Three and a half stars goes to Hitchcock Truffaut. I am a definite Hitchcock fan. Three of my top five favorite films of all time are Hitchcock films. That would be my favorite film of all time, Vertigo, as well as Real, Rear Window and North by Northwest. In case you're wondering, the other two films in my top five are Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. So that gives you a little bit of insight into what I consider to be some of the masterpieces of cinema, at least as I've watched them. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed what you heard. If you do, click the subscribe button. And if you have any suggestions or comments, you can also write to me directly. You can find my contact information on my website, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net, where you can also write to me on my Facebook page or my Twitter feed. If you want to support the show, I highly encourage you to leave a review. If you happen to be on iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or any place else where you download your podcast and they have an opportunity for you to leave a review, I would hope that you'll take a moment out out of your busy day to just say a few words and let other people know what you think of the show. Until next time, please enjoy your time at the movies, whether you're watching Hitchcock Truffaut in a local theater 
or you're just catching up on all of those old Hitchcock classics at home. It's definitely well worth your time to do so. 